Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bloom Wildly Live Simply podcast. My name is Morgan Bartell, and I'm so glad that you're here. We have an exciting episode because we are finally doing our Bible Q&A part three with special guest Colton Bartell, aka my bearded husband. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, honey. Hello, thank you. It's been a while. A bit. We keep getting in the car on road trips saying, oh, we should report, we should record a podcast. And we don't. We don't do it. First question. If someone said to you, I don't believe in God, how would you answer? Well, I mean, they have every right to believe whatever they want to believe, but. You're so uh, much nicer. <laughs> I've had someone say that exact thing. And my first thing that came out of my mouth was, why? <laughs> <laughs> You know, my first response would be that, like, yeah, you can believe whatever you want, but does that make it true? I think one of the things that I've, I've gotten better about instead of just going, why, is <laughs> actually trying to open up a conversation to hear their perspective. Yeah. And saying, well, if you don't mind me asking, why don't you believe in God? Yeah. Because that determines how the conversation's going to go. Yeah. And I honestly believe, I, I, I found it very difficult to believe, I guess, that anybody just flat out doesn't believe in God. I, I think, think it, that it's yeah. more so a lot of times, honestly, more often than not, it's that they felt like they got hurt by God. I was about to say that and, they felt offended by God or by yeah. the church. Yeah. And so it's not that they don't believe in God. It's just they're mad at him for one reason or another. Or there's just misunderstanding that they've believed from who knows or where from. I mean, just. Well, toxic Christianity. I'm just yes. going to throw it out there. We've been parts of churches that are fantastic and healthy and thriving. And we have been in churches that weren't that. <laughs> yeah, that's the nice way to say it. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> that weren't. And so I think sadly. Church hurt. Church is, hurt is a huge thing, even yeah. for people that haven't attended church. True. Just from interactions with so-called Christians that might be operating from that toxic perspective. Yeah. Because for those that believe that they are truly atheist and don't believe in God, um, I saw a video, and I've seen it a few times, and I've tried to look it up, and I, for some reason, cannot find it. Um, but it was a guy that basically went on a college campus and found a bunch of people that claimed to be atheists and then basically proved to them by just the existence of a book that God exists. And every single one of them was like, okay, that actually makes sense. I see where you're coming from. I don't know that I could truly say that I'm atheist at this point. Well, and most people that I have spoken with that claim to be agnostic or atheist, they have an anger right. towards God and towards the church. And so I always just kind of, not necessarily rebuttal, but just kind of in conversation, just say, how are you mad at something or someone that you don't believe in? Yeah. Isn't that kind of Foolish. an oxymoron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And I mean, it's one of those, I'm, you know how I am, babe. Like I'm one of those, I like to create conversations that are a little bit spicy especially with people that don't agree or see yeah. eye to eye because i think hearing someone else's perspective is 
always good in strengthening not only our own faith, but in knowing how to respond to people that don't necessarily believe what we believe. Right. And that's a loaded one. I know. There's so many different ways that you could actually answer that question. And honestly, I I really feel like it's got to be in context with who you're talking to, where you're at, where the conversation was going to begin with, or if that's just straight up opener yeah i mean there's a bunch of different ways to handle it so i think could you imagine if that was the opener to like a conversation oh my gosh someone's like introducing themselves knows you're like from a church they're like hi i don't believe in god like <laughs> all right we're going okay there. <laughs> first off you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> if you thought number one was loaded get ready for number two. Oh man is there a meaning to life if so what do you think it is Yes, I do believe that there is a meaning to life, and I do believe that it has everything to do with glorifying God. Yes, Um, absolutely. You know, I don't think that we will ever have the capacity to comprehend who he he is, um, what his ideas are. Um, where he's going with everything, any of that, because he's just so much bigger and greater than anything that we can fathom. Mm -hmm. And so do we have purpose? Of course we have purpose. If we didn't have purpose, we wouldn't have been here in the first place. And so what that is, well, that's why we're here. It's, It's a journey to find out what our purpose is and what God's plan is for us. Well, God, I mean, God created us to be family. Yeah. He loves us. He wanted a family. He wanted a family. It wasn't because he was lonely. Right. And that's something I think that's hard for people to wrap their heads around. So I think that's a big point in the, is there a meaning to life? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it is. It's to love God. It's to make disciples. It's to, to share the gospel with everyone that we meet, whether that be in the practical sense of sharing Jesus Christ came and died was resurrected or just with the way that we simply live our lives. Yeah. Which is easier said than done sometimes. Yeah. It's a question, you know, I think it's probably the most asked philosophical question of all time is, you know, what is the meaning of life? I mean, there's been movies, there's been books, there's been articles, papers, everything written, written about it. I think of that scene in Zoolander where he's like, looking at the puddle on the street and he goes, who am I? And his reflection talks back and goes, I don't know. <laughs> like I immediately go to Zoolander and I'm like, that's probably not right. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, it's something that has been this constant question because I think yeah. every single person has asked it, even if they're in a church circle, even if they do have their identity. I think a lot of Christians tend to get to that point where they're like, well, what is my calling? Yeah. Well, what does the Lord have for me? Instead of just being like, I'm going to walk in step with his will and let his purpose for my life unfold in his timing. Yeah. Without my hand on the wheel. Yeah. Which is real tough. And I think it's funny because a lot of people debate this topic. But really, I don't know that there's ever a right or wrong answer. I mean, there might be some that are more questionable, but really a lot (laughs) of it comes down to opinion because... We don't know. We don't know God's plans. So I don't know that I would want to. 
because then I know that just the way my own nature and personality is, I would be trying to make it happen. Yeah. At a quicker pace and timeline. Number three, if you could relive any part of your life, what would it be and why? Part of me is like, I wouldn't want to relive any part. And then the other part's like, nah, there's probably some stuff. I think this question actually came up during one of our men's meetings and almost, I think everybody, maybe there was one exception, but everyone was like, no, I wouldn't go back and do that. I, I wouldn't go back and relive anything because if I did, then it's going to change where I'm at now. The butterfly effect. Yeah. And we've seen too many of those movies to know that you just don't go back and mess with stuff. <laughs> There's been clear signs and warnings, y'all. <laughs> it's I like Jurassic Park. Just stop. You you know that it's going to be life bad. finds a way. Yeah. Well, that and you know that it's going to end bad. They've tried too many times. And that dinosaur wrangler that's in the credits... He's just never done his job. Bill Tippett, dinosaur yeah. supervisor. He's just never done his job. Y'all, I just so can't. just don't go back. You'll you'll Jurassic Park your life. Don't do that. There's um. Whenever I read that, part of me was like, no, I wouldn't. But then the other part, and you're gonna be like, oh, how sweet. You and I have known each other for a long time. Yeah, I've lost count of years We've, at this point. We lived in the friend zone for God knows how long. And, what do you mean we? Well, I, mean, I lived in the friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those like knowing what i know now going back like that first time you asked me out when i was like mm, sure nope change my mind i i think i would have just kept the yes mm. and i think i just look back at that and i'm like we would have both saved ourselves so much heartache true so many horrible circumstances true but then in turn it's like had it not gone the way that it went i don't think there would be as much appreciation for, for each where other we are now for each other yeah and the kids that we have would probably not be here or already we would already be empty nesters <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's crazy to think about though because i mean it's still this can sound cheesy too but it's still hard to believe that you know we ended up together and get to be married to you Aww. so yeah and it's amazing that God is entrusting us with kids. Like, I still feel like we're kids. I know. And then I think about it and all of our friends are the same way. They're like, how, how are we supposed to be parents? Like, we're, we're a decade deep, yo. <laughs> all adults are just <laughs> big kids. older kids. Oh my gosh. That's so true. All right. Number four, have you met someone who doesn't understand your faith every day? Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Maybe not every day, but often. Often. A big one is honestly like in in the church too, because there's so many denominations. Mm -hmm. Like being raised non-denominational Christian with a little bit more of a conservative basis and then yeah. being Southern Baptist and then now yeah. being more charismatic, still non-denominational, but on the charismatic side, there's people in our Southern Baptist groups and circles that don't necessarily understand or agree with. The There's some in our church now that, that are like, what? Oh, like, how does this work? I mean, just come uh, to every one week. conference at our church yeah. at rock city. And you'll be like, huh? I mean, it, every week there's, <laughs> a, there's a conversation that I have. And usually it's in our, our men's meetings and uh, you know, it's like, okay, well, why, why is this, 
about this and why do we do this and you know once it's explained then it makes sense yeah. and once you can point it out in the bible and show that it's backed up biblically if there's not a scripture to back it up you probably shouldn't be doing it yeah that's all i'm gonna say yeah but i think that's also a point of conversation whenever there is someone that yeah doesn't understand your faith then you can be like well hey let me show you why let me show you the scriptures that are encouraging and we're going to show it to you in the context yes. of it. Content, context, context. Make sure you know why it's there and what it's there for. Yeah. So, yeah. Number five. Man, we are actually going fast for us. Relatively. The, the questions are still young. <laughs> yeah. Number five. If you were going to be a missionary, what country would you like to serve in? Austria. Austria. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, it is actually one of the most unchurched countries. I believe it is like the churches are actually like closing. Mm. If I'm if I'm recalling correctly, I might be. Lying. Man, we need to go there because they have some really pretty churches. <laughs> <laughs> They're all historical sites now. I think <laughs> I I was a missionary in Palestine for yes. a summer, and I have a severe love for the Palestinian community, particularly Palestinian Christians. I think they're yeah. severely under. They're misunderstood, and I think well, I think is, they're misrepresented by the media big time. There is a, there is a huge false narrative yes. to a lot of the things that are projected about Palestinians. I'm not going to lessen the conflict. I'm not going to sit there and say I don't stand with Israel or with God's chosen people, right. or with God's purpose. But I think to alienate a people group is very dangerous yeah. in the process. Yeah. But ironically enough, even being a missionary to that area, that's not the country I would choose. I think I know the which one you're going to choose. Do you? Romania. I would choose Romania. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Um, I would go back to Romania again. I like Romania. Yeah. I just, even our, our oldest son, London, the other day was asking, if you could have a vacation home anywhere, where would you have it? And I go, I'd love one in Romania. Pele's Castle. Like it's literally like a hop, <laughs> skip, and a jump away from Texas. <laughs> Like, my gosh, it took so long to fly over there. They do like Texans, though. But just Romanian orphanages, yeah. just the need over there. And, I mean, there's so much when we were over there that you could just feel spiritually. Yeah. That you're definitely like, want to be around Brashoff, though. Yes, I love Brashoff. But it's not, not even just for the polenta and the goulash that I would go for it. No, but Those that is a massive perks. plus. But, no, I think it would be Romania. And for those of you who don't know, um, did my ancestry years ago. I'm actually super Romanian. Surprise, surprise. And Native and then, American. So it's a fun mixture. Yeah. But. And that was all backed up by family. Family history. Yeah. And documents and all that. But I don't know what it is. Just And I think you can kind of relate because when I went back there. I had no actual like familial ties to people still living there, at least to my knowledge. Yeah. But it felt like home. Yeah. And it and a, felt like there was something that I needed to do there. And it was the same for me in Austria. Yeah. We we landed in Innsbruck and I'm like, this strangely feels like I've been here before. And it was weird because yeah. we would walk around and I just knew where things were. We'd never been there before. I'm over there looking at the map on my phone and Colton's like turning left, turning right and just doing it without 
any directions. And I just knew where stuff it was it was it was cool. Honestly, it didn't hit me until we until it had happened a couple of times. They tried to speak English to London and I and then they just spoke (laughs) in native tongue to you. (laughs) Immediately started speaking German to me and and I can understand some German. I can speak some. All London knew was (laughs) Krakenwagen. So I mean that that definitely helped. But it was it was a weird feeling of of being there and it's like belonging. Yeah. I felt yeah. more, it was weird because I did feel like I, I felt more at home in Innsbruck than I do here. That's so and wild. So that's weird. how I was in Brashoff, not Bucharest. No, not Bucharest. But Brashoff, like just walking around. And what was so funny was I remember us being there and you looking at me like all weird. Like you had this look on your face. You're like, you look like everybody here. <laughs> and I don't feel like I typically have like people groups here. At least no, in the a lot States of people that I like look similar right. to. Like when I tell someone I'm Native American, they're like, but why are you white? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> like you the do palest get, Indian ever. You do get stopped a lot because people think you have a very unique look. And then we're in Romania and nobody gives you much of a second glance. You're like, oh, she's one of us. And see, I don't think I'm that like unique looking. But I don't know. Maybe it's like dark hair, light skin. High cheekbones, light eyes. High cheekbones, light eyes. And then I'm over there. I'm like, I'm Cherokee. And they're like, are you okay. sure? <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to Romania and it's like, you're like that could be your cousin that could be your cousin that might be your cousin (laughs) like it was weird but yes so my heart has ties to romania at some point either i would love to do missions work over there or even possibly um, pursue an adoption from romania i think it would be incredible um but i've looked into it and it's extremely difficult (laughs) to be like a dual citizen yeah i don't know how to do that but yeah i would i'd gladly go back Austria too. Now we're getting on a travel thing. We're like, okay, we got to get off this. Yes, number this is six. why they go so long. This is number six now. What is the difference between being spiritual and being religious? Ooh. Oh, this is Colton's jam, y'all. He's gonna have buckle up. There's a sermon approaching. I can feel no, it. No, I'm I'm gonna keep this short. I'm gonna keep this really short. Okay, being religious is just having the information and the knowledge, and then basically being puffed up about it. And um, yeah. Maybe a little bit of ego there, whereas spiritual is actually having a relationship and a friendship and knowing that you are a son or daughter in the kingdom of heaven. And having open communication. Yes, having open communication with the Holy Spirit and being spirit led, uh, realizing that the whole Bible was actually um, inspired and breathed on by the Holy Spirit. And it's not just written words that you look at like a textbook that you have in college or at a university because i the religion spirit ooh, the religion one is the one that will start taking scripture out of context just to prove a point i've seen pastors operate out of a religious spirit oh yeah it's one of my biggest pet peeves it cultivates such a toxic culture because it's misinformation being blasted under the ruse of yeah the holy scriptures yeah and one of the yeah that's one of the things that just I get a little bit of like a cringe every time somebody refers to Christianity as being a religion. And it's like, I I get where you're coming from, but it's definitely not the same thing. Yeah. Like um, those that just live, breathe and die, you know, their favorite football team. That's pretty much religion. But I think the big issue comes into question with a lot of people don't believe in spiritual gifts, the spiritual realm, things like that in terms of, the Christian faith. 
Yeah. And I mean, a lot of times if someone is referencing the Christian faith in another country, it also includes Catholicism. There's right. not a lot of differentiation between Catholicism and Protestant Christianity. No, but when you get into it, there's a been, lot of difference. Yeah. Like whenever I was over there in the Holy Land, like whenever I said I'm a Christian, somebody started saying something about a Catholic reference. And I go, no, 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 no. I'm evangelical. And they go, well, what is that? And I was like, well, it's, a, it's Protestant Christianity. Like that was the easiest way I could find to explain it to where they understood that there was yeah. a separation from the way that the Catholics do mass and their faith. Mm -hmm. But I think a big portion of the difference between um, being spiritual and being religious is a lot of pe times people will be like, well, I don't particularly have a religion, but I'm spiritual, which means that they're believing in some kind of a spirit. Yeah. Like that's my thing. One. And I'm like, anytime someone's like, oh, I'm spiritual. I'm like, cool. So was Satan. Yeah. Like what kind of spirit <laughs> are you like hanging out with? Like, right. That's a big one for me because I think the church has not all churches. I will say that and preface this next statement with that. But I feel like most of the Western church has quenched the Holy Spirit so much oh, yeah. to where the spiritual realm has become nothing more than a cinematic Hollywood kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it's a very real aspect of our life and our faith and of the scriptures. Yeah. And so I, I think that almost anybody that's like, oh, I'm spiritual. I'm like, cool. So you're either believing in angelic or demonic, in my opinion, at that point. Yeah. I, I would say probably the simplest way that you can say it is religion is works based and the spiritual relationship is a relation based because the thing is, is if you know that you're a son or a daughter, then you want to serve. Whereas in religion, you feel like you have to serve to earn. Yeah, that's a really good way to say it. All right, this goes into the next one. Number seven, what misconceptions are there about faith? That it's limited? I Yeah, I think that it's... Or yeah, that, that it's, it's controlled, limited, that it's controlled, that it's again works-based, and that's not what it is. That well, you have goodness. to earn your faith, but that's not it to, either. Like, some of the miscarriages that we had at our a couple churches ago before we moved, mm -hmm. we moved down here and before we found our forever home. Like, I remember talking to one of the ladies that I did Bible study with. Great lady, never was really rude to me, but then I was sitting there opening up at a women's group about a miscarriage or i think it was like our second one it was very difficult mm -hmm. and she goes well maybe you sinned or maybe it was a lack of faith all these things and i was like that's such a misconception of thinking that us having more faith is going to cause god to produce the result that we want yeah I, i'm pretty certain that there was a story about some guy who was lame and they you know, had four friends that put him through the roof of a house. And Your friend group and... really matters whenever it comes <laughs> to faith, though. <laughs> I hear it all the time, especially those that aren't, I guess you could say, in the faith or have faith is when times get hard, then they start depending on other things, worldly things. They try and make things happen on their own. They don't really have true faith and believe that God's do working on their behalf. Well, I just think back to like that season when with the foster care, with the false allegations, right after the removal, when mm -hmm. I was so mad at mm -hmm. fellow leadership in our church at that time, when we were serving in a higher capacity. Yeah. And I felt like nobody was around us. Nobody was there. 
and it just made me so mad at them and i wanted to be mad at someone yeah and i felt like i had no faith and all i just kept doing was you know what like no i've been a part of this way too long i'm not backing down now god but just kept praying kept worshiping kept showing up and i just kept crying out help my unbelief mm-hmm. help my unbelief because and then the it gives Bible you a flat new measure says that yeah and even when you don't realize that the faith is growing it is mm-hmm. and so i think a big misconception about faith is just the fact that we in our own human minds try to put our own barriers around it yeah our own qualifications around faith well and the other i guess the other thing would be too is that a lot of people believe or that, that we can force more to happen yeah one well, i think a lot of people believe too that well if you have true faith then you'll never you be never have you never have doubt you'll never be tested you'll never have bad things happen that's not true at all job, you're probably job, job, job. <laughs> yeah you'll probably actually have more <laughs> things happen you know it, it never states in the bible that when you become a christian everything's going to be easy peasy and you're just going to coast through the rest Depends of your life what church you're going to <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> i'll say it yeah so there's so many other things, but I think those are the main, the main ones. Those are, yeah. All right, number eight. What is your earliest memory from church? My earliest memory from church, I was probably, I don't know, maybe six or seven. And my, my granny was actually teaching the children's church. And I know this is going to sound really funny. I had never had like toast with cinnamon sugar toast and she made it <laughs> for the whole class it was the first time i had it and i'm Go like this is, this is amazing like, I don't this even rem- would happen in god's house <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't even remember uh, other than there was like five or six other kids in there and it was like i think on a wednesday night it was in the evening but we had that and i was like man i should come to church more the snacks are amazing <laughs> <laughs> hence why a lot of people volunteer in children's ministry <laughs> <laughs> the goldfish goldfish one of my earliest memories i have like two that are popping up one was just being in a church and that's when my mom and dad got married mm. and it was at the reception and i just remember being at the reception and i remember picking and pulling at the like super white tights that i was wearing and i hated them and i didn't like the dress because i remember just fidgeting and that's my first yeah. memory in a church, but of church, like being at church, like as a family, mm-hmm. like with the true worship and perspective. I remember being at First Christian Church in Beaver, Oklahoma, and I remember being at the church with my grandma after dark, and she went up there to practice the organ for the upcoming Sunday service. Mm-hmm. And I remember just sitting there and watching her and then looking at the stained glass and then just i don't even remember how old i was but i remember just really feeling so comforted yeah being there until i walked back and saw the baptismal in the dark and it scared the living <laughs> out of me. but i mean i just yeah i have some great memories as a young kid at church but my earliest would be listening to grandma linda on the organ all right number nine how can we live a more simple and faith-focused life stop looking at yourself yes i think that's the easiest way i can say it Start your day with Jesus. Stop comparing. Stop comparing. End your day with Jesus. Yeah. Like I, I would say, like, number one, 
stop comparing yourself because you're going to do it every time you get on Instagram, every time you get on Facebook. Do you guys do that that much? Like, I know girls get into a really think... bad comparison thing. I don't necessarily as much after I filtered, like, who I follow and who follows me kind of thing. But I think guys do only only if it's they're comparing maybe where they're at in their jobs. What, like... Would what it be positions more like they hold group thing like as other guys are talking is that something no i don't think it's so much that um i think it's more of like um you know job promotions things that they're getting places they're going um you know that kind of thing like oh i wish i could you know have that truck or i could go like i mean i get travel envy when some of our friends post stuff but then i get so excited that they have the opportunity yeah and then i'm just so grateful that they post pictures and video because as much as you're like oh one day we will like you don't know yeah i i think the comparison thing is the biggest deal because you're comparison always a thief of joy yeah and you're always looking at other people's highlights the grass is greener yeah you really don't know what they might be going through yeah they may have gotten a new truck but what's the other stuff that they're having to deal with that's not so fun well that leads into my answer for this because i was going to say live a more minimized life mm. the more stuff you have the more things you have the more stimulation that you have be it from movies music outside resources if you will like the more you have, the more noise there is, the less faith focused you're going to be. Mm -hmm. it, it's just, it is the way that it is. Like if you have so much going on, it's yeah. like saying yes to so many things, but the good thing is sitting off to the side and you're too busy to see the good thing. Yeah. Live a more faith focused life means to make faith focused choices, means to die to yourself Mm -hmm. means to sacrifice things that might be convenient or easy now don't get us wrong we will still lay in bed in the evenings and compare to the funny reels that we've seen mine are always better <laughs> no i can't say that you've had some good ones but like stop comparing <laughs> <laughs> but like i think of netflix we used to love netflix disney plus veg out all the time and it was one of those we still had shows on there that we loved but yeah. then whenever things start going against your beliefs, beliefs and especially your own convictions that are Holy Spirit led, I mean, it was so much more convenient to have Disney Plus. But it was time for them the to kids go. Veg out a little bit so I could get some time to read or just shower. Which couldn't trust it anymore. But it was one of those like, you're not going to be able to trust anything that no. has the absence of Jesus Christ. No. You just aren't. And so I think simplifying your life by removing all of the distractions is a big one. Yeah. And make faith the first goal in your home. Yep. Like if your first goal is to cultivate a Christ-centered home, if your first goal in your first move of action every single morning is let today be a day that I glorify God in everything that I do, it's going to flow that way. Yeah. Things are going to start to be broken off of you things are going to die out of your character that aren't going to be bringing you closer to him number 10 what are three things you would like to accomplish in the next year uh wow i haven't even thought i'm just happy that, if really. i know what i'm making for dinner tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> i used to be so good about my goals i'm like this we, is what i'm gonna do I like, we've actually got the menu written on the fridge i think we've stuck to it for one night this week 
I'm normally pretty good about it. Normally, yes. One that I have every single year that has not changed is I always say I want to read through the Bible in its entirety this year. Mm. And I've done it every single year for what? I don't know. Five or six years now? At least. Mine, I I, I do least. it. I know at least once a year, but it's mainly, I mainly listen through it. I have the audio yeah, like I try to do it differently every year. So remember yeah. last year or two years ago, I read through it um, chronologically. Yeah. This year, I think I'm on like the second go around with my Bible already. Mm. And I have no order, rhyme or reason as to what I'm reading, <laughs> why I'm reading it, other than the fact that I know that I've read it, that that book of the Bible, because I've marked it. Yeah. But. Oh my gosh. I, so yeah, there's I, one. I've named one and we've been talking for six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, one of my personal goals, I guess, that I've got, um, and it's something that's just come about in the last year, just because I've gotten a second opportunity at this is is to win a PBA event. So That would be awesome. Yeah. It'll that's happen. It's been kind of a life goal that I, honestly I thought was long gone the chance was long gone and then this last year changed that whole perspective <laughs> god's will god's way yes um a third one did you say a first one was uh i i think it's, bible it's one just the bible one yeah just 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 kind the of one, a big book it, it's the for a dude that doesn't read <laughs> oh there's my next one this what? last year my goal was to read 24 books this year oh yeah so next year i would like to read 32 okay in a year which i don't think is that hard. going up by eight every time or i don't know why i said 32 but you know we're gonna run with it because okay. we're yeah let's do 32 is good okay I'm not ballsy enough to do 50 so we're sticking <laughs> at 32 and 48 just feels weird slow slow incline slow incline yeah so there's two for me um i don't know what my third one would be um mine will probably get healthier like after all yeah. the stuff with foster care, my mom's passing and adopting, like road trip food is just not good food in terms it, of health. So I gained weight. So I would like to been, get healthier. Yeah. It's been a stressful last like three, four. Three years. Oh, yeah. four if you include yeah. 2020. Yeah. So yeah. See, I, everyone's just I in a constant state of stress since COVID. I would say that's mine too. Um, just because. I hate to admit, but yeah, I'm getting older, and so I need to probably get in shape and do some preventative. We're like, you know what? It's about time. I might as well start now that I'm getting gray. <laughs> some preventative maintenance, I guess, on myself. <laughs> Poor Colton, y'all. Like, one day he gets his hair cut, and then the next day it's like all peppery on the side. It ain't peppery. It's like, it's salt it's, and sugar it's over there. Moses. It's Moses. It's not salt and pepper on the sides anymore. It's salt and sugar. It's not as bad as you think. Let's sprinkle in some foil. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, we did it. There's 10 questions for part three. So <laughs> you want to pray us out before we go? Sure. All right. Well, Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for these uh, in-depth questions that really make us think and uh, really process everything that we've gone through and everything you've seen us through. Lord, we just uh, thank you that you are with us each and every day in every circumstance and every decision that we make. And Lord, we just um, pray a blessing over everyone that listens to this 
podcast, Lord, that they would have encounters with you, that they would have uh, just amazing, wonderful dreams and visions, Lord, that miracles would begin to happen in their homes and in their Mm -hmm. families. Lord, just bless their health, uh, their homes, their finances. And Father, just thank you for uh, the technology that is able to allow us this opportunity to share just a little piece of our lives with with others and what you've done in our life. We thank you for that. And we bless you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, there you guys have it. We finally did part three. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to the Bloom Wildly Live Simply podcast. Again, my name is Morgan Bartell, and I invite you to join me over on my Instagram at, at Morgan Bartell. You can find Colton at, at coltonbartell.pba. You can follow his fun pro bowling journey over there. And I invite you to visit bloomwildlylivesimply.com and sign up for my weekly devotional. You will receive a 10-minute or less Devo directly to your inbox every single Thursday. It's pretty great. Pretty great. That's my plug. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it there. Anyways, thank you guys. We will chat with you here soon.